Hello and welcome to the Sports Road Podcast, your bite-sized guide to enter the sports industry. And joining me, as per usual, is the sports fanatic, Ruben Williams. How are you, mate? G'day, Ryan. I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. I'm super excited for this episode because we've got a clone of you. <laughs> <laughs> you were the Cricket wow. Australia Commercial Partnerships Manager. Now we've got the AFL Commercial Partnerships Manager. So yeah. we just get to talk to a different Ryan today. It's yeah. fantastic. Ah, it's good. Good to have Brant on board. A little bit of me in him, I reckon. Well, you made him. Well, in this, in this episode, he was explaining a little bit about his role and I just wanted to fill his words a little bit. I was <laughs> like, I know exactly what he's doing. So <laughs> I like that. Clone of me. I think, you know, could be worse, couldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Brant can uh, assess that as well. Well, yeah, and the <laughs> listeners will assess that as well. I think much rather talk to Brant. But anyway... Uh, let's get cracking because it is a it is a good episode, great great story episode to get on with. So um, let's do it. So I'm Ryan Walker. He is Ruben Williams, and we are two mates who met at Cricket Australia, as Ruben just pointed out. And now we help people find their own dream job in through this very podcast and our online community. If you want to follow us, head over to LinkedIn or even better, if you want to connect with us and hundreds of others working sport, jump into the Sports Grad community. Now, speaking of the Sports Grad community, Brandt is obviously a massive success story of the community, fresh job at the AFL. But we've also got another one who's popped up during the week, and that is Michael Long. Michael has just landed a role as the marketing coordinator at Cricket New South Wales. Now, Michael is another one who's been around for close to two years now, one of the mm. absolute OGs. So, Michael, well done to you, mate. Fantastic to see you have success at Cricket New South Wales, working with the BBL teams, the uh, the Sydney Sixers and the Sydney Thunder as well. So if you are like Michael and you want to get a job in the sports industry or if you're like Cricket New South Wales who want to save time hiring, then jump into the sports grad community because there really is something for everybody inside. So to get involved, head to www.sportsgrad.com.au forward slash community and you can jump in, start connecting. Fabulous, Rubes. Now, Deacon has been our number one supporter from day dot. So we absolutely love everything that's happening at Deacon and Brand is actually alumni of Deacon. So if you want to check out what Brand's done, he's done a bit of sports management at Deakin University, one of the great courses that they offer. Um, so if you want to follow in Brand's footsteps, having been one of the great people who's come through Deakin and Sportsgrad, uh, check out Deakin's postgrad qualifications in sports management. Um, chucking that on your resume pretty much gives you an immediate leg up on potential candidates applying for the same role that you're going for. So if you want to pump your resume up, get specialised knowledge in pretty much every single facet of sport, check out Deakin's postgrad qualifications. Their Master of Business in Sports Management is the best one in Australia. So check it out, head to their resume, head to their resume, head to their <laughs> website uh, and check that one out. Fantastic. Now, we've mentioned his name, Brant Hubber, Commercial Partnerships Coordinator of the AFL, is our distinguished guest today, Ryan. And uh, he's another who's come out of Deakin University, studying a sport management degree. And when he got to Cricket Victoria, they said to him, the resume speaks for itself. So mm. just have a listen to the array of experiences Brant had at a very early age, straight, um, straight at the start of his career. He was a casual at the Australian Open he ended up getting the job at Cricket Victoria as a community development officer. He was a secretary of his local cricket club, the Box Hill Cricket Club, which is a sub-district cricket club. He's been the stakeholder services officer at the AFL for, for two years. 
I believe he also had he dropped several other experiences during the show that aren't mm. on his LinkedIn account. I think he worked in membership at the St Kilda Football Club. Yeah, he Club dropped that in, didn't he? Yeah, um, probably worked at the Grand Prix as well at some stage too, and now has got his dream job at the AFL in commercial partnerships. So. Well done to you, Brand. You've done a power of work to get there. We're excited to share your journey and some of the tips and tricks along the way. But one thing to look out for, Ryan, is just the level of volunteering and networking that is required to get enough experience to work mm. at the AFL. They don't just let anybody in. You'd really yep. have to build up to it. And Brand lays it down as to what exactly you have to do to reach that level. Yeah, absolutely. He, he spoke about it's a place of good people and, and, and great I guess, operators. So you're right. They don't just let anybody in. Um, I loved his insights into the day-to-day. We spoke about it at the top of the episode there. Uh, I love commercial partnerships. I love hearing about what he's up to um, and all the different things that he gets to do on game day, but also during the week. Um, So it's a super great insight for anybody who's interested in this space so you can get a bit of an understanding about what the role looks like for you. Also goes into what the AFL looks like too. So if you, if you look at the AFL and think, gosh, it'd be cool to work there, Brand just tells us all about it too. Yeah. Finally, for those struggling with networking, Brant used to struggle as well. Now he's a serial networker. His latest uh, pursuant is a bloke over at the Minnesota Timberwolves in, in the US. Yeah. Uh, so Brant has got some excellent advice for those who struggle and want to get better and talks a bit about the networking journey he's bought been on been on but uh, also lays out some of the excellent benefits he's got from it too so stick around for that we're struggling on the uh pronunciation today aren't we We've yep. both made a couple <laughs> little errors there but stay, stay with us because <laughs> it, it is a great chat with brand i promise we're a little bit more switched on when we chat to him <laughs> but let's get cracking grab a pen enjoy this chat with brand hubber Brant, mate, welcome to the Sports Grab podcast. Thank you, gents. Yeah, long time um, listener and member of the community. So, yeah, really pleased to have the opportunity to chat. I, I remember when you signed up because uh, you were, you kept messaging me for a long time. You're like, oh, I'm thinking of joining, I'm thinking of joining. <laughs> and then you called me one day and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. Like, I need to make this jump. And uh, you, you and Nathan are two that have always talked about commercial partnerships. For those who don't know yes. Nathan, Nathan Peroni, been on the podcast a while back. And you said, I really want to get into commercial partnerships at the AFL. And now you've done it, which is why we're talking to you now. But to tell us all about how it started in terms of the job, where were you when you got the call from the AFL after these years and years and years of work had finally come to fruition? Yeah, it'd be great to have an awesome story for this. But unfortunately, <laughs> I reckon the night before, I'd put in um, some extra hours just on the on the cricket committee and so I was sleeping in um, a tad that morning so i think when <laughs> um, what time? when when my now manager um rosie i think her phone call came through maybe a tad after 8 a.m i may have been still asleep <laughs> <laughs> That's at okay. that point so i had to quickly just go the old um yeah quick wake up but yeah it was um obviously yeah a brilliant a brilliant call to receive when as you said that was been a dream to get into partnerships and um to do so in the same organization that you're already in and have such an admiration for it was um yeah, it's a pretty cool call to receive. So were you like bleary-eyed going, oh, yeah, that, was, that, was, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hi, Rosie, I'm half asleep, but yeah, great <laughs> chat. <laughs> no, when you see the name pop up on the phone, like I think it, I think it wakes you up a fair bit. So <laughs> until like reading the screen, yes, but then it's like, yeah, the, um, the instincts kicked in. 
yeah. <laughs> protected me a bit. And uh, who did you tell? Who did you speak to first? Yeah, of course. Um, well, the partner was still in the room. So, yeah, shout out to Salma. So <laughs> she was, um, yeah, she was there. Parents were there. So, um, yeah, working from home. So it was uh, yeah, a few little victory laps around the house and <laughs> just singing the message out that was going along. But, no, um, yeah, just a close family. So Nice. Um, so for those listening, tell us a little bit about the journey to get to this point. Um, you've obviously had a a range of experiences, but I think anybody who wants to work in the AFL would love to know, you know, your path to getting there. So can you shed some light into some of those individual pieces of experience that got you the job now? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a little bit of a um, cookie cutter, like start, I guess, in terms of, you know, growing up in Melbourne and the standard, you know, footy cricket in the winter and summer um, and basically just growing up in a sport dominated environment. So Mm. a lot of, I guess, um, my friendship groups and um, my identity was built into sport um, growing up and through an interest in business developed in, in high school, I thought, why not mix the two together? Um, and I reckon I got, yeah, I got into the um, Deakin University Bachelor of Business Sport Management course. Now, I reckon I got through the first year of uni and as many do, you make about half a friend um, <laughs> you know, you're not really engaging too much. You're just, you know, ticking off 60s and 50s and maybe the odd 70 um, here and there. And I reckon I got to the end of the year and just had a long, hard look in the mirror and I'm like, what am I doing here? Like I'm getting, mm. doing this real half-assed and just had, yeah, a little bit of like almost an epiphany moment um, where I was working some rubbish jobs, like just warehouse packing boxes into other boxes. And I'm like, right, we've got to do something about this. So I think over the next um, – that was the end of 2018 – I reckon from that period until COVID just went on a tear of networking, volunteering, um, just trying to base all the casual jobs that I was doing in sport and building that experience. Mm. Um, So that started off with literally, I think it was an email um, sent to like through our clubs, um, cricket clubs, just member email base saying, hey, there's a, you know, cricket coaching job going around to do some extra hours in, um, in the holidays and just picking up things like that, um, getting involved with the Australian Open, um, the Deakin like news alerts sent through a lot of uh, volunteer opportunities. So one of those that I picked up was a Sharon events or match day um, volunteer role, which was essentially just mascot minding. So you're with the big Sharon footy that people <laughs> nice. have probably seen around um, the various venues. And I'm just walking around, just um, engaging the crowd with the footy, with the brand, um, encouraging them to take photos, ensuring that he's or the, or the mascot is um, is safe, and you know there's not too many speckies being taken on him. <laughs> and one of the great things about um, that was I was able to turn that into my um, elective. No, sorry, not the elective, the um, the placement unit that you have to do. So obviously still at uni, and I'm talking to Sharon. We get that into it, and one of the good pieces about that. Um, that placement, I think that kickstarts a lot of people as well. Like it's it's in-person experience. But one of the pieces they call out there is make sure you make a list of everyone that you meet and make a way or keep a way um, to keep in touch with them. And so any of the club's mm. mascot minders that I'm working with as well or anyone that I bump into, hey, like can I grab your LinkedIn? Can I grab your LinkedIn? You know, I'm just a young, um, hungry buck just trying to, um, to make, <laughs> make my way in the industry and whatnot. Um, and 
funnily enough, at one of those games that I was um, volunteering at, it was a North Melbourne home game. So we had the North Melbourne kangaroos there and just so happened to be that night that um, uh, their receptionist was mascot mining. So I don't know whether their regular events person was out or whatever. But anyway, I've said, hey, like, brilliant working side by side with you tonight. Can I stay in touch? And they're like, look, you know, really like your attitude, you know, trying to stay in touch with me. Like, that's a really good sign. How about you just send through your resume? Um, and, you know, we'll keep it on file and we'll see what happens. They're like, that'd be amazing. You know, at that age, that's mm. like, wow, you're going out of your way to help me so much. Like, really appreciate that. And so a couple of weeks go by and I hear nothing after sending it in. And I was like, oh, geez, I should probably call them. And then out of the blue one day, I was at the osteo and I get a call <laughs> from the, the membership department <laughs> at North Melbourne. They're like, oh, yeah, hey, we just wanted to do a little phone interview. And I'm like... <laughs> What are you talking about? Like, I haven't. For what role? Uh, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And and I'm like, all right, well, look, yeah, sure, I'm happy to have a chat. And they're like, oh, so what's your what's your understanding of the role? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm sorry, like I actually haven't applied for anything. And they're like, how have we got your, your resume? So we went through this and um, didn't end up in that role, but um, had an interview. Um, and at that interview. Um, someone else was interviewing um, at the time and that actually turned out to be um, Taryn Boyd, who was one of my managers um, when I got into the AFL and essentially um, didn't keep in touch with her from the interview, but actually met her at the footy festival that year, just bumped into her and we sort of talked about, oh yeah, didn't work out, um, but that her team was hiring at the AFL and she's like, it would be a perfect uni, um, the uni job, like it's casual, um, you can do it with unions. So... Um, yeah, she put my name forward for that um, when they were recruiting in the summer, and and essentially went in and interviewed there initially for that um, for that casual Auskick um, customer service role, and and that's how we got in. So yeah, they, they obviously liked me at the interviews, um, and I, I must have said some good things. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, from from that point. Um, it's just those funny stories as to how you just meet people. Yeah. Um, but it was just that moment at the end of the first year whereby the flip, yeah, the switch flipped um, or flicked, sorry, and yeah, just like so many volunteer and networking opportunities um, that, yeah, come about by just saying yes to basically everything. Like I was just yeah. throwing my name forward for everything. So I did like President's Cup, um, South East Melbourne Phoenix, uh, I did the uh, women's T20 World Cup. Like I was, yeah, I was getting yeah. involved with quite a few things. Did some cricket Victoria, casual working amongst it, like just game development stuff. So resume just, packing. Yeah, I think I think the um the interview at the time, uh, firstly at the AFL, like I think the exact words like, oh, the resume speaks for itself. Nice. But that was just because that last from the end of first year uni up until COVID, like yeah, yeah. just went like on a tear, just went bananas with it. So. Um, the only way yeah you really get it done like you got to get that experience and so that's where it really kick-started and then how long did it take you to make the jump from your first role at the AFL to the role you're in now yeah so the the time at the AFL was a bit of a rocky start so I think I I got um the call actually I think it was on my 20th birthday was when I got the call um to say hey like you're in and then I went in for a training day you started working at the AFL when you were 20 yeah, yeah, I think it was around that time. Gosh, so it was, it was incredibly early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I felt I felt young. Like it's. I don't um, know what I was doing when I was twenty. I reckon I just dropped out of my first degree at twenty. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably riding up a mountain in France or something. Yeah, not not 
career minded though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, nah, no way. Yeah, like it goes both ways because like you got to make sure that you are actually ready. Like it's all brilliant to be, oh, you know, you get in young and whatnot, but you actually need to be ready. And I reckon that it played into my favour um, to a degree in that I started and then I was actually going on um, – uh, I was going to France for a month with uni. Um, so – and I, I flagged that. So I did about – I think I did the induction session. I flew out the next day and then um, <laughs> I came back for like three weeks and then COVID hit. So I got oh. – probably got probably got about 12 shifts in or nine shifts in <laughs> at the start of 2020 and then obviously – Games stopped, broadcast, like, you know, every the world stopped. Um, so no one's got, yeah, the budget to, to continue a whole lot of people at that point. So they got sent home and I think, yeah, like potentially if I had have actually got underway at that point, perhaps I wouldn't have been mature enough or whatnot because um, I remember in 2019 I had a quick little stint in the Saints membership department and, yeah, I was not I was not um, doing the best, uh, the best there. So it just takes time sometimes. Um, but yeah, was fortunate to get in when I did. Um, then we came back after COVID um, into a little bit of a more reshaped team. So it went from Auskick customer service to then sort of more um, holistically grassroots footy. So servicing a lot more than just the Auskick community. And then so that was start of 2021. And then yeah, August 2020, I made the move across into partnerships. So yeah, I've nearly been there for 2000, three years. 2022. Sorry, yeah, what did I say? Did I say 21? 2020. 2020, sorry. I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a really I've quick missed, yeah, there's, there's too many twos in the <laughs> yeah. year. <at> the moment. <laughs> yeah. 2022, August, yeah, I've made the move across. So Yeah. yeah. So nice. it's about a two and a half year period from when you start the AFL to when you've got this role. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, maybe 12 or yeah, 10 to 12 months out, sort of not doing anything with COVID, mm. if yeah. you want to count that or not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, nice. now, so now that you – because you've been gunning for this role the entire time, it's taking you – a good chunk of time to be able to get it. Now that you're in it, what does your day-to-day look like? Yeah, so it's essentially – so I'm an account – no, sorry, I'm a partnerships coordinator. So I'm assisting the account and the partnership managers um, across their accounts and so not necessarily like end-to-end management or being the sole lead on any account just yet, but basically supporting the partnerships managers on bringing our partners and our corporate partners' um, contracts to life. So – whether that be helping organise, um, you know, their entitlements or their ticketing benefits, um, that's essentially what we're organising, activations and, and bringing it all to life. So it is a lot of admin, um, but essentially, you know, you are playing or, or what, what drew it to me uh, is that we are essentially supporting, you know, one of the bigger revenue streams, um, which is which is fantastic. So a lot of... Um, a lot of emails. It's it's a very it's very quickly paced, <laughs> particularly with finals at the moment. Um, it's all happening. Yeah, that's it. Lots of whip docs, lots of Google docs. <laughs> at, um, at, at this time of year, when finals are happening, what what are the types of emails that you're sending and receiving? Yeah. So, yeah, great question. Because um, it's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm just in the fifth week now. So it is it is. We've just finished the first week of finals on the weekend. So, um, a lot of the focus is. For example, we had a Macca's quarter time activation um, that's just happened on the weekend at the Cats Pies game. So, a lot of organising, you know, for example, just getting pieces to the G and where are they stored and, you know, liaising with the with the MCC and the agency and 
um, those type of pieces going back and forth. Accreditation is a big piece. Um, those type of ones are flying around a lot. Um, and I'm also supporting the Virgin Australia account who have four major um, events in 10 days. So they're going to have two prelims with activations. They've also got the Brownlow um, naming rights. They've got quite yeah. a few act- activations there. They've got – no, sorry, not the Brownlow naming rights. Sorry, the, uh, the red carpet or it'll be the, the Virgin Australia runway. Um, the runway. Naming, nice. naming rights. And footy festival naming rights and then a grand yeah. final activation as well. Nice. So that little period there, there's heaps of that flying around as well. Um, and then also, yeah, supporting Rebel and bringing their, active, um, yeah, their, their partnership to life. So it's a lot of, yeah – a lot of admin flying across those three accounts, um, yeah. and I guess yeah, just bringing all of those those benefits and entitlements to life. Hey, uh, the the Virgin Grand Final activation is that the one where they send a block, a block of the stadium, and everyone gets a ticket. I remember going to the Grand Final a few years ago, and Virgin did that. It was unreal. Yeah, oh, that is. And is the is the plane flying over? That's another activation that I remember. Yeah. Mm. Um, Maybe so. Not. The, the the flyover has been discussed. However, it's, it's, it's unreal. Fortunately, now that um, you know Virgin and the I guess the um, the flight industry um, and the travel industry is back up and running, they yeah. don't have a lot of capacity of, uh, of free planes sitting around, so they don't have that. But um, yeah, there will be there will be some some giveaways built into it um, on a larger nice. scale. So yeah, look out for that, and they have done it very well in past. So. Yep. Um, yeah, make nice. sure you're there on grand final day to, uh, to be into it with a chance. Well, have you got any tickets? <laughs> yeah, well, you're, you're the man, so. <laughs> yeah, look, the uh, the tickets are red hot. Um, fortunately, the, yeah, yeah, I've got to be careful about um, too many people that you mention it to because your phone, I've got, um, I'm sorting out the hairdresser, like the barber now as well. So um, he's getting tickets this weekend and people like that. So. It's um. Gee, he must be a good barber. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know he does a good job, but um, but yeah, there's uh, there's certainly, but it's part of the fun of it as well. Like it's it's um, it's an awesome opportunity to give back. So it's um, yeah, there's no complaints about any of that. Yep. Um, let's talk about the AFL because I feel like a lot of people want to work at the AFL, but we're keen to understand what it's like working there. What's uh, you know, what's the culture like? What's the office like? What's it like being in the biggest NSO in the country? Yeah, amazing workplace. Amazing workplace. It's like the way I see it is on the culture piece is that you need to be a brilliant person and you also need to be a brilliant operator and like naturally either you love footy initially or you you start to love footy because you're working with it obviously day in, day out. Um, so it's yeah, it's an amazing it's an amazing um, workplace. The people and the managers that I've had have been fantastic to work for. So um, Reese Bennett and um, Taryn Boyd were my managers in the in the the play well not the play HQ um, the play AFL team or the stakeholder services team however yeah. you call it. Um, amazing people. Again, moving into partnerships, it's just more amazing people everywhere we go, and, mm-hmm. and everyone is just you know obviously absolute professionals and, and brilliant what they do so it's a yeah it's a great atmosphere to be a part of in that um in that degree just had the offices redone um through covid so that's that's looking nice and schmick and nice. the marvel stadium redevelopment is is ticking along as well so that'll only i guess add to the um yeah add to the aesthetic of it all but it is yeah it's um it's brilliant 
and I guess it, it has been one of the biggest development pieces as well for me, like being, um, I guess, in there whilst you're still, you know, learning a lot and growing a lot um, at, at a young age, like having the, the industry leading standards sort of instilled into you and drilled into you has been enormous for me. So it's... um. It's, it's, yeah, it's funny because I've been deferring from uni for I think nearly two years now, but it's because, you know, I'm working full time. I feel like whilst uni is certainly an enabler in, in some aspects and, and the opportunities that it does present, you know, being in the building um, and having to, you know, keep up with the standards and, and getting up to speed with all of that of, of literally the, the industry leader has been, yeah, just a fantastic thing to be a part of. So, mm. look, I'll say it, um, I think... You know, everyone that everyone that I work with will say it as well. We said it is a, it is a brilliant organisation, and the people within it is a reason why they're on top. So, yeah, yeah, it is fantastic. Hey, do, do you reckon? Do you look back now, and I think this all the time. I'm very I'm happy that I had the opportunity to go into like the CA offices for like four years. You know, like mm-hmm. actually get there face to face, and like you said, kind of learn the way or I don't know if that's the right thing to say, but, you know, just the process and, and what other people do and learn off people face to face. Like I look back now, I'm, like, I'm glad I had that because I don't think, you know, the world's never going to be the same. You probably won't get that again, like literally mm. five days and have that experience. Yeah, absolutely. I remember when I was in my first six months, I was reaching out to every department at Cricket Australia. Yeah. I'd go and have a coffee with Alex Kunturis, who was the head of sport science and medicine there, who was literally monitoring Pat Cummins' bowling loads. Yeah. He, would, he would show me the athlete management system of all the bowlers in the Australian cricket team and say, yeah. here are their peaks, here are their troughs, this is how we manage them. Had nothing to do with what I was doing, but I was just mm. like interested. And that'd be a lot harder to, to do now. You can't just walk up to the fifth floor and tap them on the yeah. shoulder if everyone's working from home. But It's I'm, almost like the, the things like when – when to go get a coffee and when not to, or like Ruben and I used to do, go and get a biscuit downstairs and get a hot chocolate out of the machine. Like you, you, do, you just learn what what's right, what's wrong, what do you do, what do you not do, Yeah, which, those kind of things. Which days do you go to the Nets for two hours over lunch and which days do you, <laughs> you do, stay and do a bit more work? <laughs> exactly. That, that's what I was leaning to. But I, I'm sure like you'd be learning that right now, you know. Yeah, it's like I think you are absolutely a product of your surroundings. Yeah. And so if you are in that environment every every day, then it's it either it becomes, I guess, a part of you to a degree or obviously you're not able to keep up. So there is yeah. a bit of a sink or swim pace with it. But yeah, you are like you're learning from the best. Like it like the Yeah, the AFL is the the leading sporting organization, if not like yeah, like I think I think it's 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 nearly a, a said a done thing. So, mm. um, you know, as a result, the best people are in there, um, and and you're yeah you're working with them, so you're learning their ways, you're learning to keep up with yeah. them, you're learning. You know, one of the biggest pieces was communication, um, being in the customer service side of it. Is that I guess you initially you come in with your understanding of what good communication looks like, and you know, obviously you need to then raise it to the industry leading standard. So. Yeah, that um, just that opportunity to be a sponge and to soak in the mm. I guess the best practices of those around you is um, yeah, it's been valuable. Mm, totally, we've had some pretty good networking stories on the podcast in the past. We know you're not one that shies away from reaching out to people, but is there anyone that you've met by chance who has impacted your career? By chance, um, yeah. So I think that oh, look, I'll give you a really a really funny networking story. So. 
One of the study tours that I got involved with was um, the India Sports Management Study Tour, which is yeah, um, a well-known one at Deakin. And uh, my dad was a pretty decent cricketer and, and played um, a fair bit of Premier Cricket here in, um, in Victoria and played with Simon Helmet who I'm sure you guys um, know the name and he's he's coached, um, you know, the Renegades and I think he's at the Renegades women has been involved in a lot of IPL teams. Um, and so when I was in India, um, and I, no, sorry, and I'll, I'll give you the context, I reckon my dad introduced me to him at a big bash game when I was like 12 or 13 and, you know, they're walking around high-fiving at the end and my dad's like, Simon, like, Helmo. And he's like, oh, Scotty, and, you know, it's my son, Brant, and whatnot. Anyway, fast forward 10 years and I'm in India um, and we just happened to be um, in India at the same time as the IPL and we're at the hotel and waiting to get, I reckon we've just come back from the Taj Mahal and waiting at the lift and there's some hold up at the lift or whatnot and anyway, people are banking up. And I look over my left shoulder, I'm like, buddy, Simon Helmet. Um, <laughs> I know him. <laughs> I've spoken to him as a 12-year-old. <laughs> so he obviously didn't recognise me, but I'm like, Helmet, um, like I'm, I'm Brent Hubber, I'm, I'm Scott Hubber's son. And um, he's like, oh, what the, you know, what are you doing here and all this? <laughs> and um, just happened we're on the same level as well. We got this, like, oh, yeah, got level six, yep, there you go. I'm like, well, mate, look, great to see you. And anyway, I go into my hotel room and my roommate's like, how is this possible? And I'm like, mate, that's that's pretty funny. Anyway, 10 minutes goes by and um, I hear a knock on the door and I'm like, Oh, here we go. And I, was, I think I was getting changed. I don't even think I had a shirt on at this point. <laughs> and anyway, I think it was on the, fi- the on FaceTime to Dad. I'm like telling him, I'm like, man, I just saw Helmo in lift <laughs> in um in Mumbai or something, <laughs> Pune or something. <laughs> anyway, at the door, and, I'm, and I go and answer it with my shirt off because I was like, I don't know, I don't know why I did that. But anyway, Helmo's at the door. And he's like, mate, come with me. Come on, let's go and fix you up with some gear. And I'm on the FaceTime <laughs> to dad and I'm like, oh, here he is. And so Helmo just takes the phone out of my hand and he walks up the tour the hallway talking to dad. And he's like, come on, let's go and fix you up with some gear. So then um, I go in and get a whole lot of merch off, off Helmo that was supposed to go to the so practice good. bowlers or something. <laughs> so, yeah, that's one of those stories that to this day I was just like, how has that happened? But, yeah. um, but it's just about, like, I guess the learning there is like, hey, like if you do see someone that you want to talk to, like you, no one else is going to call out for you. Yeah. Like no one else is going to put your hand out. And it's bloody scary initially. Um, like I think that I've gotten a lot, lot better at it um, and a lot more confident in myself in it as well. But it's just one where you do have to learn by like just, yeah, what is it, trial and error. Mm. Um, so it's... Yeah, but, but that does speak to, I guess, just like if you do call out, it's just a, a testament to where you never know where it can take you. So, um, yeah. you know, like my volunteer work with and um, a little bit of paid work with the Box Hill Career Club, um, they're co-tenants at Box Hill City over with the Box Hill Hawks. Um, and I've just reached out to their commercial um, GM, Pat Clancy, and I said, hey, like – you know, I'd love to hear about what you do. You know, obviously we're co-tenants. Um, I'd love to hear about your journey thus far and, um, you know, any advice that you give to, you know, someone trying to follow in similar footsteps and I rock up to the I rock up to the cafe and have a brilliant chat with him and just hear about his journey at the end. He's like, oh, you know, do you have any mentors? Mm. And it's like, oh, like I'd, I'd love to keep catching up with you, Brent. I'm like, it's just like you don't, you don't, 
yeah, it's just there's there's no limit, and of course that's not every every one person that you reach out to, but yeah, you got to be in the game to to win it. So yeah, um, it's just yeah, I think a testament to where like by chance it really you don't know what the outcome of these these things are going to be sometimes. So mm. it's yeah, it's just a testament. You got to you just got to call it out, and, and you never know where it'll take you. Yeah, you you seem like you've you oh, I know that you're quite confident now, but have you always been confident when networking or, or is it something that like, as you said, you had to learn and you start from a pretty low base? Yeah, I think that I think that um, it's definitely something I've developed, which, um, you know, for anyone out there that's pretty nervous about it all, um, I certainly wasn't in a position um, where I could just do this, you know, first year of uni or whatnot. Like I think at, you know, if I think back to that um Sharon internship or the no sorry it was with Russell Corp sorry I'll, I'll say it correctly it was with um, Russell who's the parent brand of um, Sharon and Spalding and so I was doing the the Russell Corp internship I reckon when I was talking to people that I'm mascot minding with I would have been like oh hi like you know uh, hey, and I'm, I'm Brent and I'm, I'm studying and taking <laughs> all this all this initially but um it's just it's like anything you do it enough um and you just gotta you know bite that bullet and they you might have some pretty awkward yeah. encounters initially but it's the beauty of it so yeah i think that it's certainly something that you can develop um and that i certainly have i yeah definitely wasn't in a position where you know i was i was um yeah i was definitely letting moments go by certainly in, in high school and, and even early uni days like quite hesitant with it whereas yeah it's something that through repetition you just you get more confident with you you know how those style of conversations can typically go. So, mm. yeah. And it sounds like something that you definitely weren't reaching out to people to do. Like they, you happen to just be in the same situation as them and you start talking. Whereas now I know that you've done plenty of outreach. Um, can you talk to what sort of opportunities have opened through the outreach you've done? Yeah, absolutely. So just um, oh, look, a, a recent one. Um, when I posted that I'd moved across two partnerships, um, fortunately, yeah, my, my little circle and network gave me a lot of support. And as you know, on LinkedIn, if someone likes something, it's like any social media, other people will see it. And um, and one person who um, liked my post was actually from the Minnesota Timberwolves, who I'm a I'm a big fan of the Timberwolves. Um, Who's and, that? Um, uh, so his name is Terrell. Uh, hopefully, I got that pronunciation correct. But he was a, he was um, facilities manager. So um, yeah, trying trying to organise a time to jump on a Zoom with him from there. But it's just those things where it's um, again like yeah, you don't necessarily need to be in the same in the same building or whatnot. Um, you can just you can just reach out to people. And um, a good example as well was when I was um, still in the stakeholder services team and someone actually from the partnerships team at the AFL left the team um, and her name was uh, Lily Sinclair. She was a senior account manager at the AFL and then has just moved over to a company in London called Bright Partnerships and um, they support Castrol's uh, Premier League um, sponsorship. And that was one where I literally just saw her on LinkedIn and obviously people in the AFL like it. And I, and I reached out to her and I was like, hey, like, you know, you've got a super impressive career, um, would love to hear more. And, yeah, people were sometimes just willing to help out. Like, it, like not, you're not ever, always going to message a Lily that's so willing to share their time and, and help yeah. out. But, again, it's just, you know, send the message like that, that you can't hurt. Um, and, yeah, that was essentially 
um, one where yeah, you know, she's been able to help from and, and advise me and support um, my my pursuit uh, from London, you know, over Zoom. So yeah, sometimes you can just shoot off the cold one, and it, it comes back with um, yeah, with a pretty warm response. <laughs> Shoot well, off a cold one. Yeah, well, well, let us know. <laughs> let us know how the uh, the Timberwolves go because yeah. uh, maybe we can get him on the podcast. After yeah, this. yeah. Well, he's going to. Yeah, oh, Terrell will be listening. Yeah, uh, well, he'll be tuning in. <laughs> yeah, um, he's, got a, he's got a very impressive uh, little career himself. So he's worked at quite a few of the the big five um, yeah. clubs in in America. So. Yeah, maybe if nice. um maybe if I come to him with a podcast episode, he might get back to me a little bit quicker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, perfect. Lock that in. And um, finally, on the topic of networking, one bit of advice for people at home who do need a bit of help. Yeah, certainly. One piece of advice. Um, well, look, I've spoken about yeah, just like try not to hesitate too much with it. Like if you say something stupid, like I think that um, professionals in the industry know that you you you're probably coming into that conversation pretty nervous so like try and think about the con- in that that context of it where it's like hey like you're not expected to come in here and speak as you know with the charisma of Gil McLaughlin and um, you know you are literally a uni student and that's completely fine like people are gonna know that you're not yeah. you know you're not the polished finished product at that point so just um yeah keep that in mind in that yeah there's no need to be perfect um, and that yeah if, if you've got a half a reason to reach out to someone, explain that when you do it. Um, a good one as well, sorry, just to add on to that, is um, the personalised LinkedIn connects. Don't don't send, don't just hit connect. You know, people will get so many of them. Um, add a note, add, you know, particularly if you're, you're not getting introduced or anything, add a note as to why you're connecting to people. Mm. Um, and don't, yeah, add a note to your LinkedIn, <laughs> your LinkedIn connects and don't, um, yeah, don't try and hesitate or don't try to hesitate and just recognise your position and it's fine to not be perfect with it. Yeah. So for anyone who wants to connect with Brandt after this, make sure you add a note. It, it just, must be noted. Yep. We're yeah. going gonna to fill up your inbox. Yeah. Well, I've got to, I got to uh, respect them now, don't I? So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, send them through if you want. This is I am. Um, <laughs> You know, and you said like when you're a student and you're, you're not a finished product and you now it's okay to be nervous. I remember literally getting coffees with people when I was at uni and you, you're doing these ones with your coffee. You, like you're shaking as you sip it. <laughs> it's just like, oh my God, what's happening here? Yep. Yeah. It gets better as you move. Yeah, it does. <laughs> not it quite does. doing that now. Thank it does. God, but yeah. I can totally understand the people out there. No, yeah. Absolutely. And a lot of people just don't even reach the point of pressing send because the doubt yeah. in their mind just goes round and round and round. So yeah. Yeah. great yeah. advice. 100%. Hey, um, let's talk sports great community because you are one of the great stories that, that have obviously, has obviously come from the community. But interested to hear sort of like what was your, I guess, the problem you had before you joined? And, uh, and yeah, can't understand how it helped you. Yeah, so it's, a, it's an interesting one because I was obviously, he- I reckon I hesitated a lot with, um, with joining the sports grad community as you one touched of those on ones. earlier, Ruben. <laughs> so, yeah, not the, uh, not the early adopter that they teach you in uh, the marketing <laughs> 101. <laughs> but, um, no, look, yeah, I guess why, why was there hesitation? Jeez, um, I don't know. I think, I think, like, looking back now, again, it, it's, as I've just said, like, try not to hesitate with that type of stuff. Like, if you do see value in reaching out to someone or yeah in this case um jumping into the community then you know back your instinct that there's there's going to be um some great value in that chat or in this community or, or things like this so i'd actually um i'd actually already got the i was in the casual role um 
or, or the, yeah, the max term role at the AFL at the time. But I just knew that like I wanted to take it to the next level um, and, and progress into partnerships. And um, I think that the the biggest piece that I jumped into the sports grad community for wasn't necessarily like from my perspective, all the brilliant resources um, that you do have available, but but more so the the connections and the networking piece of it. Um, and, and that's been fantastic. So just being a part of, I guess, um, yeah, the community of, of very like-minded people that are sort of all working towards um, quite similar things. It's what, what I find with reaching out to people and, and being around those types of atmospheres is like it's contagious. Like if if you're on a roll um, and you, you're coming off the, the back of a really great networking, um, you know, uh, coffee or, or Zoom meeting or whatever, like you're pretty pumped up. Like <laughs> that's, um, that's, that's, yeah, that's addictive. So I think that, that the community is full of people that, you know, are all working towards a very similar thing. So there's bound to be people in there that are going to help, um, you know, continuing to spark that fire within you. So if you, again, like, like I said earlier, like you're a product of your surroundings. So it's, um, it's something where I just wanted to take it to the next level, continue to meet more people that can potentially um, be the, the catalyst for the next step. Um, and the community is full of that and I've, I've reaped those rewards. So um, people like um, E-Ray Saban, um, uh, Tim Buchanan, um, those type of those type of people have been brilliant um, to myself. So along with you know both of you and and even just the members, um, getting to have a chat to them, it's yeah, it's it was more so the connections and the people within it, and I guess finding yeah a catalyst or or, or catalysts um, to that next step, and and that's yeah that's been brilliant for me. Talking about those catalysts, was there any particular piece of advice or anything that another member did or said that kind of helped spur you on to do what you're doing now? Yeah, I think that um, I think that um, E-Ray in particular had some just amazing um, networking pieces and just relationship pieces that I've yeah taken under my arm and and ran with. So um, yeah, Tim as well was a recent chat that I had speaking from a brand's perspective on the whole partnership scene. Um, there's, yeah, like, oh, look, I shouldn't name him because I'll miss so many. <laughs> and I'm like, well, why wasn't I mentioned? Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's endless really, like the chats with um, yourselves, uh, like the other members. So those, yeah, two ex- direct examples of like little little nuggets that just, you know, mean the world and um, make a massive impact. But, yeah, it is... It is a brilliant, um, it is a brilliant community with just people who are all just you know hell bent on get, on getting into sports. So that that energy and atmosphere, I, I truly believe that you know that's contagious and it it multiplies your own sort of drive to a degree just being around it all. So yeah, it's um, it's awesome in that capacity and and yeah, shout out to those two. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've been massive. Beautiful. Well, I think when you joined, you didn't just dip your toe in. You bought a lifetime membership, which we no longer <laughs> offer. Yeah. So you're great value. Life, yeah. Great yeah. value. Yeah. Very good value. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That's um. Maybe that's just what I was waiting for. Was the lifetime? <laughs> I wonder what your lifetime offering. value is now. We could probably work it out. Yeah. Probably well, that's your money's worth that. Way. Oh well. Getting paid full time. So, so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Love it. No doubt. Awesome. Um. Uh, Brant, you're in this incredible organisation, the biggest sporting organisation in Australia. Are there any moments that come along with the job that make you step back and think, good grief, like how how lucky am I to be here right now? 
yeah, it's um, it's it's funny because it does, it is like obviously very busy and um, it is a hectic pace. But um, I've had yeah two distinct opportunities where I got the chance to sort of like sit back and be like, yeah, this is this is um where I want to be. And I reckon the first one was um, when I was in um, actually my induction um, day, like the first time I got in a, a couple of years ago and we were in this long day of training and I was like just sort of dazed off for a moment. I looked at the PowerPoint and it's got the AFL logo and I'm like, yeah, this is, this is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty cool. Um, and I think I did something very similar when I was going through the partnerships induction, um, the partnerships induction documents and – just reading about, I guess, like, yeah, how like how I'm going to work with all the different departments and whatnot. And again, just like, so it took a little moment where I'm like, yeah, like, oh, yeah, this is, this is fantastic. Um, like, how cool is this? So, yeah, it's been, it's been brilliant. Like, you, like it is, it is a quick pace, but, um, yeah, I've been able to take a few of those little moments just to sort of, yeah, smell the roses a little bit. Um, like I, yeah, I had those, those jobs like sort of straight coming straight out of high school where, it's just you just know that this is not where you need where I want to be, <laughs> and so it does make you absolutely more grateful of doing something that you love and contributing to something that you genuinely um, care about. So, yeah, if um yeah, I think it's like that was such a big um, piece of it as well is that like knowing knowing what you've got, um, and I've only know what I got now, and actually working about something that I truly care about is because I've been through the other side of it, um, and being able to compare that and and yeah. I guess uh, be mindful of that, of, of yeah, the position that I'm in, and and be grateful for it. So, yeah, it's it's good to to have the other side of it and be able to you know know when to smell the smell the roses when you mm. when you can. Mm. Nice, mate. Well, um, last question. Um, what's some advice you'd have for someone who wants to work in sport in sport smart? How's that in sport? <laughs> what's that? <laughs> <laughs> Someone who wants to work in sport but just needs a little bit of encouragement to get there because we know it's a hard road to get there. You do, you do need to have like – you do need to actually want to do it yourself. So there's a lot of – well, at least in my journey, like there was a lot of, um, you know, those painful years of, of volunteering um, and, and not necessarily being where you want to be at, at other jobs. So you absolutely need to – and it might be an obvious thing to say, but you do need to – be driven to an extent um but i think that um yeah just get like like get out there get involved with the community and, and pieces like that um and just got, start getting a taste for things so there's no better um teacher there was actually on the weekend at the activation the quarter time Macca's activation that we were running on the weekend um there were a whole bunch of um casual spark um employees just helping out with the um with the activation and they were sort of asking me a few questions about like, is this your job? Like, do you do, do, you do this for a living? And I'm like, look, we're not quite running, you know, um, quarter time on the ground in front of 91,000 each day. But, um, and they were sort of saying, you know, how, how do you know that it's, it's what you want to do? Um, and I was, I was saying to them like, just go and get your hands dirty. Um, so if anyone is sort of, yeah, lacking motivation or um, is unsure as to whether it is, meant for them then there's no better way of finding that out than going and getting your hands dirty but you do have to want to go and do that mm -hmm. initially um because yeah I, like i'm a big believer in the first the first hand lesson is is the best teacher so you're not going to learn whether it's um for you or not any better than just going and getting it 
yeah, getting the lessons and the experience firsthand. So yeah. there's plenty of, yeah, resources as to where to find the volunteer and um, the casual roles. But obviously, yeah, within the community, <laughs> they're, um, they're, they're coming off the trees or they're, they're going on trees. So um, it's a great starting point, um, the community, but um, yeah, the sports grade community. Um, but yeah, just find ways to get your hands dirty mm. is what I would say. And, and you'll, you'll work it out one way or the other. I think it's a um, it's a great point and one that I haven't considered before. But sport is very much a self-made industry. It's not one that you can just fall into. Like you really do have to create it for yourself. Mm. And because there's so limited opportunities and because it's so tough to get into, those people naturally rise to the top. Compared to say other industries where, uh, and nothing against doctors and lawyers, but your school might have pushed you to be a doctor and a lawyer and then you fall into a university degree and you end up getting a job and then halfway through that you realise, how did I get here? That doesn't happen in sport. Like you really do have to go out and create it for yourself. Um, yeah. So one, I think even it's a great point to emphasise. Awesome, mate. Well, we might leave it there, but thank you for coming in. Um, well done on, on where you've got to. I know we... Had a number of calls over the last, I don't even know, two years or 18 months. And it's it's been unreal to see where you've come from in terms of trying to figure out where you, how you're going to get to where you want to get to. And that's where you are right now. And I know we sat on a call a few months ago. We went through a few different scenarios and should I do this? Should I do that? How do I do that? But what if I miss out on that? And we just spoke through it. But it, it's been amazing to seeing you navigate your way through all those different, I guess, scenarios that you could have got into and you've just found your way of how to get into the AFL and, and secure a full-time job. So full credit to you and it's just been awesome seeing you grow from when you jumped into where you are now. So congratulations from us. We're, we're super stoked for you and it's just super impressive to see where you've got to. So well done and uh, thanks for gracing our, our great show. Yeah, brilliant. No, I've got a lot of people to thank, like like for you guys for supporting along the way. Um, and and you know, one I'll also call out is Mike Narain has been a fantastic support to me. So, um, yeah, like even though I guess I've only just started, like if there's a way I can pay it back, um, and if anyone wants to reach out as well, and if I can play a role in helping navigate, you know, someone else's um, journey and where they're at, then yeah, feel free to send me a personalised uh, connect. <laughs> Must be noted. <laughs> Must be. Yep. Um, if you didn't say it, I was going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. So, so yeah. I, if I can, um, if I can play that role for for anyone else, then yeah, it's um, you, like you got to have the people in your ear and, and the support network. So, if I can play a little role for someone, then yeah, that'd be brilliant. So, feel free to, yeah, anyone on the call, feel free to reach out. Um, listening, sorry. So, yeah. Awesome. Thanks again, mate. Good on you, boys. Appreciate it. Alrighty, Ruse, great episode. Great having Brant in the studio. He's one of our favourites, obviously. He's been in the community for some time and he's managed to find one of the great roles for him and his dream job in the sports industry. But what's some things that stood out for you there? Yeah, well, working backwards from, from how Brant got this job, he got this incredible job because he had an incredible amount of experience and he only got that experience because he was willing to put himself out there. But he wasn't always willing to put himself out there. Early on in his career, he kind of held himself back, mm. didn't feel like he was that important or deserved certain opportunities. And so he had this kind of voice in his head just kind of feeding him all these messages of doubt. So one thing to take away from Brandt is the quicker you can overcome that barrier in your head and that mental voice saying, oh, no, nah, don't reach out to them or don't apply for that, 
the quicker you allow yourself to take action, the sooner you will get experience, the faster you will be able to progress to your dream job. Mm. Perhaps it's at the AFL like Brand. So whatever it is you're achieving, trying to achieve, one thing I think you can learn from Brand is the quicker you can get out of your own way, the faster you will get to your goal. Love that. Um, I love what he said about like talk to the people you come across. Like don't be afraid to just like sing out and say hello. Like don't, you know, stay in your shell um, because you never know who you're going to meet. And then with those people, you know, add them on LinkedIn. But he did share a little bit of advice around adding people on LinkedIn and that is to add a personalized note to it. He said at the end there, if you connect with me, it's got to be a personalized note, which is pretty big dog of him, but I kind of like it. Um, but that's just a lesson, you know, if you do come across people, get to know them. You never know where that is going to go. Don't shut the doors. And if you are connected with people on LinkedIn, add the note. Absolutely. And finally, lean on the community around you, whether that's the sports grad community or your own community in different circles. You heard Brand talk about the importance of the people who have fed him information, given him advice, given him encouragement, which has allowed him to take the steps necessary to get to where he is. So if you are looking for a community, jump into Sports Grab because there are a lot of incredible people like Brandt who, as he mentioned, is willing to give back and to help. And if you want to connect with him easily, the Sports Grad community is just a brilliant place to do so. Fantastic, Robes. Um, any other episodes similar to Brandt that people can check out? Yeah, well, I'm going to mess it. I'm going to reference his uh, his great mate Nathan Peroni. We've had Nathan on the jour- on the podcast twice because his journey mm. is one that's worth uh, listening to and learning from. He first came on in episode 81. At that point in time, he made the transition from just a local casual at a gym to working at the AFL with a few internships in between. And we thought, amazing transformation. Let's have a chat. We then had him back in episode 181, just by coincidence, 100 episodes <laughs> later, where he had made the transition from Australian Football League casual to commercial partnerships coordinator at Western United and has just won the A-League championship there at the start of this year. So similar to Brandt, different perspectives, yep. uh, but another great story as well. So 81 and 181 for Nathan Peroni. Brilliant. What, what episode was I? You were three, two. We had number one was Ali Durkis. Yeah. Number two was you. Number three was me. Yeah. Unreal three. No, I was three. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, I I meant the unreal lineup of the three. (laughs) Brilliant. Hot start. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Real hot start. Fantastic. Well, Ruben just mentioned it before, but connect with us on LinkedIn. Plus, be sure to jump in the sports grade community. Brand showed some of the benefits that he got from joining the community through networking and whatnot. Um, it's a perfect sort of segue to, to find your your job in sports. So head to our website, sportsgrad.com.au slash community to join or head to the link in our show notes. Also, if you love the show, you know the deal. We'd love for you to rate it. Five stars, wherever you listen to your podcast, subscribe on Apple or follow on Spotify. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Mm-hmm.